0: Good morning. It's good to be with you on this Friday morning. Uh, as we mentioned yesterday, you can see if you're watching this video that uh, I'm pre-record Thursday and Fridays a little early. That way, I can uh, take Friday off as my day off. So, uh, so you see, I'm still I have my ashes imposed upon my head today as we are having our Ash Wednesday time here at St. Matthews. Um, so, I I do want to make a little potential housekeeping note. Um, um, some of you who follow me on social media have seen that my mother is in declining health and I'm not sure exactly, um, how she will be in the coming days. In fact, it's entirely possible for pre-recording this, who knows what the future holds. So if, if when she passes, I'll probably be indisposed for a couple of days. Um, so you can just, um, keep aware on social media. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook or, um, Things such as that, and I'll probably put out an email or a remind to let you know as well. But more likely than not, I'll probably be out of pocket for a couple of days, and we won't have rooted. But uh, we'll we'll resume and pick pick up uh, when uh, when I return from that, whenever that is. Hey, listen, uh, as I tell people all the time, to um, life and death are God's call, not mine. So that's that's an pay grade above mine. So uh, when that time does come, uh, just want to make you aware of that for your. For your personal devotional time of the day. So, anyway, let's pick up today with uh, chapter 5 we I'll be reading verses seventeen through twenty-five. Let the elders who rule be considered worthy of double honor, especially those who labor in preaching and teaching. For the Scripture says, "You shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain." The labor deserves to be paid. Never accept an accusation against an elder except in the evidence of two to three, two or three witnesses. As for those who persist in sin, rebuke them in the presence of all so that the rest may also stand in fear. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus and the elect angels, I warn you to keep these instructions without prejudice, doing nothing on the basis of partiality. Do not ordain anyone hastily, and do not participate in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. No longer drink only water, but a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments. The sins of some people are conspicuous in proceeding to judgment, while the sins of others follow them there. So also the good works are conspicuous and even when they are not they cannot remain hidden. So just Paul Paul finishes 7 17 through um 22 are are some points of instruction regarding leadership in the church. So um the elders who rule uh, you may you probably those of you who may be presbyterian um probably are familiar with that term ruling elders. That's how uh, our presbyterian brothers and sisters organize their church. They have a, a there's I think it's called session my presbyterian friends can correct me if that's not the right terminology but they have a group of 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 leaders who um are called elders um who rule in their church rule sounds uh, who govern their church and the the preacher is typically called a teaching elder so I'm, I'm not presbyterian but i do know a little bit about that part of their system remember in um other traditions methodist catholic episcopal um, traditions um that um uh, our ordination title is flows from the concept, or the term elder or presbos, even even kind of flows into bishop from there. Um, Baptist friends have a little bit of a different uh, terminology for that, and, and so he gives some encouragement here. Hey, um, you know they they deserve a double honor. Take care of them. Um, there needs to be a process for discipline, disciplining them, but they should be disciplined. No leader is above discipline. And that's a very important concept to say. I've always said if you're part of a church where you can't question your leader, that's probably not a good church to be part of. No leader enjoys pushback, but uh, we all need it because it keeps us honest. It keeps us holy. So, um, But then I, 22, do not ordain anyone hastily. Do not participate in the sins of others. Keep yourself pure. Do not ordain anyone hastily. That's a, that's an important concept. Um, I, the, the leaders should, religious leaders, preachers, should be tested. I entered the United Methodist ministry process in 1999, and I was ordained in 2006. So it was a seven-year process um, that I went through for ordination, from my seminary time to then a, a time of, back in my day it was called, probationary membership now it's called provisional but it's a it's a time of testing that we are we're tested and that's good if you're going to shepherd a church you should be tested and so for all of us for those of us who may feel a call to ministry um be prepared for testing and I don't mean testing in a bad way but but you should be tested and tried if you're going to be given the shepherding of someone's soul um you should Make sure you're really called and really know what you're talking about. And likewise, to churches, as you um, select your leadership, um, it's okay to test. I heard somebody say the per- the first question that anyone should ask of a preacher when they you, when you're considering them for any position is, "Tell me about your calling." Um, Preachers should always be able to explain. Uh, their call, and be able to articulate how, what it is God has called them to. We had l- long, more time today in a different, a different podcast. I would go into in-depth about my call, but short stories involves Camp Wesley Pines and um, rocking chairs at the old Baptist Gulfside Assembly uh, that Katrina took out. So Every preacher should be able to explain that call. But then 23 and following are just more kind of practical advice. Uh, 23, um, you know, Paul... Paul Gives <clears throat> this reputation of just being gruff and mean but um 23 do no a longer drink only a little water but take a, take a little wine for the sake of your stomach and your frequent ailments <laughs> that's that's a mama saying put socks on that baby <laughs> you know that that's uh that's that's a daddy um fixing your flat tire you know that's someone who loves you saying looking out for you Paul loves Timothy, and for whatever reason, Timothy had um, stomach problems. I don't really know, we don't really know the the the, the reasoning behind. Uh, my joke's always he's a preacher, so he probably has ulcers. But um, whatever, whatever reason he has stomach issues, and Paul tells him, "Drink a little wine to settle down your stomach to to, to settle to settle your stomach." That's that's just loving advice. That's. Uh, that's a father whose child is lactose intolerant, saying, you know, don't forget to take your medicine. You know, that's uh that's that's kind. And Paul does not always get credited with being the kind person that he is, but he is. So that's just that's just a little sweet moment there between Paul and Timothy that I think it's important to talk about. And um we should know people well enough to know their problems and love them through and love them with. Their problems. Um, then I, he's ends it out by saying, uh, he says, some of, of some sins are conspicuous. In other words, we know what some folks are doing, and that will precede them to judgment. Well, um, the hidden sins will follow them to judgment. Um, and that's that's important. And 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 it's important, that's what's important for us as Christians to give the spirit space in our life to convict us of sin so that we can repent of our sin, turn from our sin follow Jesus, and and kind of break that judgment, if you will. Um, We can, we we should be humble enough to allow the Spirit room in our life. You know, he talked earlier in this part about elders, about rebuking. We should have the humility to allow those we love, uh, those who keep us in love, those who pray for us, those who hold us accountable, to allow them the grace to to speak to us when we need conviction. Um, So, um, and we should all, we should give the Holy spirit room in our life to allow the spirit to convict us of sin so that we, um, so that we can repent of our sin and that we can be forgiven and that we can know forgiveness. But then he doesn't just end with sin. He said, so also the good works that are conspicuous. And even when they are not, they cannot remain hidden. Isn't that cool? <laughs> I mean, our good works can't remain hidden either. Um, I, I admire those, um, admire those who do acts of goodness that are done anonymously so that no one knows uh, that's Jesus says, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. Um, it's important to do good things and we want to do good, good deeds, not for others to see, but to do them so that God sees. You know, he, 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 Jesus tells in the, in his teaching about don't be like the Pharisees will blow a trumpet when they place an offering just quietly and simply give that offering. You don't have to, You don't have to make a big deal about praying for somebody. You can just go pray for them. Uh, You don't have to make a public show of your religion. Just live your religion. Just live your religion. If we do our acts of righteousness for others to see, then we have received our reward. But if we are faithful, then our Father in heaven sees and honors and glorifies. So um, let's, uh, let's allow the spirit room to... Convict us of sin, both hidden or known, and repent of that sin. But then let's also, let's work on being faithful and doing good works. And if those good works are hidden, if they're seen, that's okay. It's it's okay. We don't need to hide our, uh, let your light shine before all men, what Jesus says. But uh, we don't need to be doing our good works for the purpose of other seeing. So um, good advice from Paul today. Um, So um, I hope you've enjoyed uh, this chapter. So Monday... um, I plan on uh, sharing with us from First Timothy chapter uh, six, so we'll start six um, on Monday. Hey, have a great weekend! I hope you have a, a great weekend, a great, a uh, great day today, and we'll see you Monday. Thanks.